What's up, Barnock Nation? Aaron here from the Monarchist Podcast. A few big dubs for ODU in the last couple of days. Yesterday afternoon, men's basketball comes up huge on the road at Appalachian State despite being down three starters. Big team victory with a shout out to the entire team and the coaching staff. Then today, Coach Don Manila and the women's tennis team scored a decisive 4-1 victory over Florida State. The ladies are now 5-2 on the season and back in action on Saturday, hosting Princeton at 1 p.m. Last but not least, baseball won the first series of the season versus St. John's, and the Bud Bombers knocked the cover off five balls, three coming from the mammoth bat of Jake Tyser today. Before we get to the episode and talk some baseball, Mike and I want to remind Monarch Nation that basketball is at home this week with games on Wednesday night versus Southern Miss and Friday night versus Marshall. Each game is a day earlier than normal with the conference tournament starting next week in Pensacola. Be sure to look out for the Monarchist Basketball Show on Wednesday morning to prime everyone for the homestand. Enjoy the show, and we'll see everyone Wednesday at Chartway Arena. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to the Monarchist Podcast. Last June, CB Wilkins joined us to talk ODU baseball. The feedback was awesome, and y'all wanted more ODU baseball. Today, we welcome CB back to the show to talk Monarch baseball. CB, welcome back to the world's best and only ODU podcast. Hello. Hey, it's good to be back. Appreciate you guys having me. Thanks for coming, man. It's great to have you back with us, CB. How was your offseason? Uh, it's been good. I mean, anytime there's no baseball to watch, it's not the best, you know. So but that's – but now we're back. There's two weekends in a row I've been watching some baseball. So it's only January. So we're, we're, we're doing good now. So you've been watching a lot of the, these new guys are coming in. Is there a specific style we should be expecting this season from the team? Um, you know, I mean, I, I know like we were talking a little bit here beforehand uh, that a lot of people think maybe, you know, we lost Kootenai, we lost Gariola, lost Petrassi, lost Trice. You know, we, we lost a lot of these big power hitters. And so I was like, oh, well, we're probably going to go back to be more in that kind of, you know, get on base doubles and uh, maybe going fast kind of team. But I don't see any reason we couldn't hit a bunch of home runs again. I mean, I'd love it. I'd love them better if we just hit a bunch of doubles and, and steal some bases. Uh, but we brought in um, Jake Tyser and Hunter Fitzgerald, a couple of first basemen. I think they're going to – not sure who's going to play the more first base, but they're going to split first base DH. And those are two enormous power hitters. Um, you could easily see those guys splitting 40, 50 home runs. Fitzgerald hit two of them today in the practice. Um, and then we got you know some of our other guys. Uh, Luke Waters hit a home run today. Wheeler's always got some pop. Dangler has been hitting home runs. I mean, we, we got some guys who can really hit the ball out of the ballpark. So, and even if they don't go out of the ballpark, they go for doubles. I'm all for that. All right, CB. So, I mean, I think we're going to step through this piece by piece because we've got a lot of new faces on the roster. And I know that Mike and I haven't had an opportunity to be out to the ballpark like you have. And most of Monarch Nation probably has had even less access. So, hey, growing up, one of the positions I played a lot was catcher. So we have three new faces behind the plate. Brock graduated. From an impact standpoint, 
tell us a little bit about that position and kind of what we should look forward to. Uh, well, you know, Brock was I mean, Brock was a huge part of the team. Unfortunately, he's still around uh, helping ODU sports, doing things uh, with, I think, statistics and all. Um, so it's good to see him around. But, you know, our catchers, yeah, we have three new guys. We have a couple other guys on the team. Actually, we have three other guys who could catch, depending on what situations come up. Uh, but I think Robbie O'Neill, he's a um, transfer from uh, Pitt Junior College. Uh, he is probably going to be our primary catcher. He's a switch hitter, really outstanding defensive player. Big time arm, um, just a really good kid. We've got uh, Jackson Tone is a freshman from Western Branch. He's a left-handed hitter, really good swing guy, um, really good behind the plate. And then Tyler Wheeler, who of course is uh, Thomas Wheeler's twin brother. And he's here, he's a fifth year senior. Um, and he's been hitting the ball well. You know, I, I, it's gonna be interesting to see how Tone and Wheeler get those kind of at-bats uh, behind Robbie. And then we also have, you know, guys like Cam Grimes and um, Jay Tarkenton and uh, Lincoln Ransom, who all could catch depending on what scenarios come up, what they need. All right. So catcher sounds like we have a, a lot of options and Robbie O'Neill sounds like the guy moving forward. The one position on the infield, if we're going to move out towards that, that I'm concerned about is replacing a guy like Tommy Bell. What are we looking at at shortstop? Because I know we got – Third is covered with Lavari. Second, you got Kyle Edwards and Dangler. Are they considering moving Dangler to short, or what's going on there? No, so yeah, you're right. Kenny is going to be a third base. You know, he's a phenomenal third baseman, really solid hitter. Um, it'd be, I, I think, he could take a big leap, and hopefully, this will be the year he has a big year. And um, hopefully, unfortunately, I hope it's his last year at ODU. I hope he has a great season and, and finds himself playing pro ball by the end of the summer. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Dangler is going to be the second baseman. He's going to stick there. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, he's got the room. As we all know, the, the room that was the one that um, Matt Kootenay was living in last year. Kyle Battle was living in the year before. This year, uh, Chris Dangler's in the room. So he's he's primed to have a breakout offensive season, of course. He's already been a phenomenal second baseman. And then Kyle uh, Edwards is looking like the shortstop. He is a – that's one thing you're not going to see a drop-off at all uh, defensively. Uh, he is every bit as good as Tommy Bell, and Tommy Bell was phenomenal there. Uh, we've been very lucky under Chris Finwood to have, because you know he was a great shortstop in college, great infield coach. We've had a lot of phenomenal infielders, especially at shortstop. Um, going to be interesting to me to see if um, one of our freshmen, Alex Boucher, uh, Boucher, I can't ever say his name correctly, and if I might say it wrong the entire podcast, but I'm going to say a bunch of nice things about him, so hopefully he'll forgive me. Um, I'll say this. He's, I looked at that name and I thought at Norfolk and I thought that's Boosh. Boosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe it's Boucher is how they say they, they just call him Boo. So, um, but uh, Alex, he is a, he, he plays third and short. Um, it's going to be interesting to me to see if, you know, he is, he's a problem for Chris Finwood. Finney's going to need to put him in the lineup somewhere. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he maybe finds some at bats at shortstop. He's not, as good as Kyle, which is not saying he's bad. It's just saying he's not as good. Kyle's phenomenal. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if that, if he ends up there, maybe he finds a way to outfield, you know, I, finding a way to get this kid in the lineup is going to be very important. Well, that's good to hear because injuries happen all the time. We saw that last year with guys having to move around. It sounds like when you were talking about that at first base and DH, we've got some options there if things happen. And it sounds like, that's our option at shortstop if if something happens. What about third base? Yeah, Kenny will be the third. I would say again, Alex Boucher is the uh, your backup there at third. 
Um, you got uh, Cam Grimes, another player we have that plays, uh, been playing mostly second in the um, practices, can play third base, can play the outfield, can catch if you need him to. Um, you got Luke Waters, another guy. He's been playing outfield in addition to second base and third base. So there's definitely some guys you could move around. And, you know, even uh, Hunter Fitzgerald, who's going to be one of our first base DH combo, he's played some third base. So if, unfortunately, bad things happen, we have a lot of moving parts around. All right. So one question I think a lot of fans are going to be wondering. Kyle Edwards, fantastic fielder. What are we? What is his uh, improvement looking like at the plate? He's looking stronger. He had a very good summer. He played up with uh, the Charlottesville Tom Sox. Had a very good summer. I think he finally relaxed. I think that was one thing that he, you know, as a kid, is I, I think I've known him since he was about 14, and he's always been just off the charts, phenomenal on the field and never struggled. And I think when he came to ODU, you know, he's, he's, he's a little bit of a light kid. He's skinny. Um, I think he got a little overpowered, and then the confidence went down a little bit, and, you know, you start pressing. I think now he's relaxed. I think he had a couple of hits out there today. Actually, one of them was batting left-handed. He's still kind of deciding if he wants to switch hit or not. Um, so I think Kyle's going to have a lot better year. I think, and, and it's funny, if you look at his stat, I think what, he, last year he hit like 158. But if you – he must have been like one for 30 and then it went off. I mean, I, I'd like to see the, the splits on him because it seemed like during conference play he was a much, much better hitter. Um, so I, I really expect he's going to have a good year. And again, if for whatever reason he isn't doing as well offensively, you got Alec Boucher might be an option. But I think Kyle is – I believe in Kyle Edwards. I've, I've been touting him for a long time. And you're right. He hit 217 in conference play. There you go. So and I, he even seemed like – it's that's one of those where sometimes a guy seems like a better hitter than that, you know. But it's uh, – yeah, 217 from 158 is a big, big difference. You should look at his on-base percentage for the season versus conference. It's like 200 200- – points higher ah there you go yeah because he was definitely getting walks getting hits i mean he's 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 a he's a ball player he's one of those very smart guys all right and he's actually a guy he he's seems like he's coming to his own kind of leader out there all right cb so we started behind the plate and we moved to the infield so let's move out to the grass and talk outfield a little bit here so far what have you seen out there what do we have to look forward to Again, I think we, there's a lot of options out there. Uh, I'd say we know Thomas Wheeler is going to play center field. Um, we know he, you know he's got a nice bat for us. He's he's fast. He's kind of one of those like nice kind of toolsy guys. Can do it all. A little pop, a little speed, uh, big energy. You love that. And he's got his twin brother here with him, so that's going to make him happy. Um, I would think you're probably going to have Josh Trujillo playing left field, and he is. You know, Finney's been coaching for what 20, 30 years. He says he's the fastest guy he's ever had. I mean, the guy is a jackrabbit. He just I, – I got mad at him one time he hit a home run because I said I thought it was going to be off the wall. It be a great triple, you know. So I like watching the kid run. Um, I think Lincoln Ransom is probably going to end up in right field. Uh, and that's – you know, Lincoln's – he's now a junior. He's last couple of years. He hasn't really gotten a ton of bats. But if he gets a lot of bats and he gets to be consistent, that's another guy who could all of a sudden hit you 15, 20 home runs. Um, or he be at 10. You know, I don't, want, I don't put huge numbers on guys. Used to be when a guy got 10, we were very happy. I don't want to start – pumping these guys up too much. Um, and then, you know, some of the guys like uh, Luke Waters, like I said, he's plays infield. He's been playing some outfield too. You got Cam Grimes, might play in the outfield some. Um, Jay Tarkenton, I, unfortunately, uh, Tark is, he's a phenomenal player. Uh, he actually at the game today, his shoulder, his, his arm popped out of his shoulder again. Um, I think it's about the fifth time it's happened. So I, I, 
who knows right now if he's going to be available to play or not. He, he was looking fantastic. He was actually catching today when that happened. Um, hopefully he'll be healthy and can, can get some at-bats because he's, he's really some kind of electric ball player. He just can't get himself healthy. Um, and then we have Bryce Jones, who's a redshirt freshman. He's been hitting the ball really well, lefty swinging. Um, and then Logan Duffy, who's a, a, a freshman, been hitting the ball really well. So there's there's a lot of options at the outfield. I think this year, I think on the whole offensive side, um, don't struggle because somebody's right behind you who wants your at-bats. I think it's that's fortunately good. If you can handle pressure and beat it, that's going to be great for guys. If you don't handle it well, somebody's going to take your spot. So I thought it was interesting you said Lincoln and Wright, and it makes sense. It, it almost solves the DH quandary because you put Lincoln at DH, but now you have to figure out who plays right. But him going to right kind of solves that issue and allows you to put one of those first basemen there. From everything that we've heard, the opportunity to have both Fitzgerald and Tyser in, in the lineup to be able to try to replace some of that power sounds like a, an awesome thing to be able to do if you're able to do that consistently. Yeah, I would be shocked to not see both of them in the lineup playing first base in DH. I don't see either one of them really spending time in the outfield. Um, especially, I mean, Tyser, he's, he's a giant. The guy, he's got this big black beard now, too. He looks like just like an old lumberjack. You know, he's a Paul Bunyan-looking guy. Um, yeah, we, we saw him at the baseball event uh, uh, a couple Fridays ago, and yeah, he's he's definitely a man. He's he, he looks like a, he's like he's thirty five. He's gonna have his teenage kids come to the game. I mean, he's he's a he's a monster, and he, he's one of those guys that swings the bat, nice easy swing. The ball goes off the wall, and uh, so both him and and, and uh, Hunter Fitzgerald, they're gonna really do some good stuff this year. I think. I I you know you hate to say guys are gonna be one and, and gone, but I think both. The, it's going to be a good year for ODU if both those guys have phenomenal years and, and find themselves playing pro ball all the summer. All right. So while we're talking about batting, who's your leadoff? Like, if you had to pick a guy to bat leadoff, who are you picking? I imagine Wheels kind of fits that mold with his speed and his ability to get on base. But I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. You know, Wheeler's a guy, and I think they're, that's where they're going to start. I will say I know for a fact that Wheels doesn't necessarily enjoy leading off, um, and, but he does have all those skills. I wouldn't mind to see uh, Chris Dingler do it. I think he's he's got kind of the same skill set that Wheels has, um, and he maybe is a little more you know mentally in, into doing it. Uh, with nothing wrong with you know then Wheels maybe bat second. Uh, you know it's one of those things you know the, the leadoff it, it's it's evolved. You know I don't think it matters anymore if you have that kind of fast guy up top. You just want a guy that gets on base. Um, I mean, God, the Yankees had Judge bat lead off years ago, right? So, yeah, I, I think they'll start with wheels, and then you know it's, it comes down to you know who's really got it going, who's comfortable. And I could I could easily see Dangler having some bats there. I, you know, Lavari gets on base a lot. Yeah, Kenny's got that pop though. You kind of want to have him in the three or the four hole, depending. I got nothing on wrong what... with I got yeah. nothing wrong with one pitch, and uh, we're got a one zero lead. <laughs> What's against that? I feel like Trujillo might even be able to push for leadoff because he's got speed too, and he's pretty good about getting on base. Yeah, I was just yeah, looking I, at that, Mike. He had a 447 on base percentage, so he's he's getting on base. He's uh, looks like he's got a pretty good eye. I mean, he had 23 walks last year too. So he and he really got better as the year went on too. He really by the end of the year he was so he he can do that again, and he's been looking pretty good. Um, so he he's a great option for leading off because I think he's a guy that's really well suited to it. And he could steal a bag. So 
I mean, that's oh, yeah. what you want out of the leadoff. You want a guy that can get on base and then he can uh, put pressure on the opposition by stealing second. Yeah, I mean, we got a few, you know, between Trujillo, Wheeler, uh, Waters, Edwards. We got a few guys who can swipe some bags. So has, that, that's one thing that has not been a huge thing for ODU baseball uh, in the last, you know, 10 years or so is having, you know, big time stolen base numbers. You're hitting so many bombs, I guess you don't have to, but the ability to be able to manufacture runs can come up big at times. We talk about replacing home runs, but we have some stolen bases to replace too. Carter Trice had 18 of them last year. So that's something that, uh, that I think will be replaced based upon what, what you're talking about just uh, a minute ago. Yeah, I think in the aggregate, it's, it's one of those things you don't, you don't necessarily have to replace everything. You just have to produce, you know, and you if you can find a way to have everything come together and you still are scoring runs and still getting guys on base, that's really what matters. You look year to year and you say, oh, we didn't quite have as many still on bases. Oh, we didn't quite have as many home runs. Okay, did we win ball games? Did we get, let's get another 41, 45 wins, you know, that, that, that'll work. All right, so now we got to move on to the pitching rotation. Starting, obviously, Blake Morgan is back, and that's a beautiful thing considering how spectacular he was last season. Um, he was phenomenal, and he might be better. He may actually be better. He's He seems to be – you hear all those um, the adjectives. He's disgusting. He's filthy. He's gross. He's nasty. You know, all those wonderful adjectives. He, he is really – he's added pitches. He's getting better break on things, um, and he's really – acting like a leader. That was one thing I noticed today is he and Kyle Edwards, both, you know, guys were freshmen last year, really vocal now. And they're really seem like they're really leading the charge on things. Um, so man, I, I've, it's going to be scary for the Sun Belt that Blake's actually better than he was last year. All right. So after Blake, Sam Armstrong, he's got a lot of experience there and he really seemed to catch some great momentum at the end of last season. What do you expect now to Sam this season? Yeah, I would I would agree. I think Sam is probably the next guy you could you could pencil into the rotation. Um, and again, yeah, he did. He kind of he kind of stumbled a little bit out there out of the gate. You know, he had scouts coming out to see him the first few weekends, and then they never came back, and they were missing out on what he was doing at the end of the year. Um, he's a big, strong guy. If he's confident in himself, he's got some just phenomenal stuff. And so hopefully he's bringing that into this year. And um, I, I, he could really have a, he could be a guy who could have a real breakout year compared to you know what he did last year. Who's that third starter? Do you think? Who is that third starter? There's a lot of options. I I believe right now, and you know, Finney might you know, see Finney and tell me I'm completely wrong. I think it's going to be John Hollibets, um, who is a sophomore transfer from Radford. Um, lanky kid, real good action on things. Um, really tough out there. It's looking to me like he's a guy that could be the, the third starter. There have been some other guys like um, who else we had? A couple of we have a couple of freshmen lefties, Dylan Brown and Ben Moore, who both look really good. Dylan especially. Um, Kyle Scrape is a lefty that was actually at uh, Hillsborough Community College, where one of our new uh, volunteer assistant coach Cody Semler was was coaching last year. Um, so we had him there, and he's looked really good. Um, Landon Birch, uh, he's a freshman. His his dad was actually a first round draft pick of the Royals back in the 90, late nineties, um, and he's been looking really good. You know, there's there's a lot of options. So there's a lot of guys who you know, gonna fit those Tuesday Wednesday games and maybe get in the weekend depending on how things go down. Yes, you know, that's, that's what Blake was doing. Blake wasn't a weekend guy. He was he's working the midweeks. 
if we're talking about pitching, the biggest question mark to me, because we have Blake coming back, we have Sam coming back, starting. But we're replacing two fantastic relievers this year, Noah Dean and uh, – sorry, I'm blanking. Jason Hartline, I think it's where you're talking Jason about. Hartline. Yeah. Who's going to be slamming the door on the opposition this year? Yeah. I think, first of all, no one's going to be Noah Dean or Jason Hartline. They were both really phenomenal in their own different kind of ways. Um, I I would see Jacob Gomez finding his way into that kind of Hartline role of working multiple innings and being a, a bulldog. Uh, he is one of the toughest young men you're ever going to meet. He, I mean, a lot of people don't know last year he, he actually hit – he was basically pitching on one knee last season. Um, and he had that cleaned up, so he's really feeling good, feeling strong. And his little brother committed to ODU, which is fun. He's going to be a, a catcher for us next season. Um, I see him there. Ron Cole is a guy we got. He started out at Kentucky, was at Alvin Community College last year. Big time fastball. I think he's been hitting 97. Um, as long as he keeps it movement, he's had a couple times he got a little flat here, but I think he's, he's worked back to getting it going how he wants. That's a guy who you could very easily see being the end of the games coming out. Um, Trent Buchanan, another guy, another Tacoma Community College. We love them. Big fan of Tacoma Community College. They keep helping us out. Um, he's a guy side-arming righty. And, then, of course, you got Bashera, who led the team in appearances last year. He's going to be a big part of the bullpen. Um, who else? Let me try to look at my list here. Oh, yeah, Joey DiCiero. If, if Joey can get himself uh, – he he probably has the most talent of any pitcher on our team. If he can throw some strikes – like he was at the very end of last year. I think he would say like one run in seven innings at the end of the season. Um, if Joey can throw strikes, he is going to be a, a huge weapon for us. And let's see who else I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, Robert Cook, guy who is a graduate transfer from uh, Virginia Wesleyan, is a lefty. He's going to put some good innings for us out of the bullpen. And of course, we have some some younger guys. Stephen Trones, a sidearming righty. Uh, there's a lot of guys, a lot, a lot of pitchers that we have a lot of talent. How it's all going to you know, go out and how it's all going to fit together. I don't know. That they, I don't know. They could tell you it's going to be, you know, the same thing with they said with the, the hitting side, where if you're not doing it, someone else is going to come take your spot. They, somebody else wants your innings. Have you had a chance to take a look at the Sun Belt very much with regards to baseball and kind of what you're thinking there? I really haven't. I mean, you know, you know, like Southern Miss that came with us from the uh, conference USA, they're ranked in the top 25. Um, Texas State, who we actually play at home, I think they were ranked in one of the top 25s. You know, you always have um, – Coastal Carolina has been con- consistently a good program for years. Um, JMU, I mean, they're JMU. We're just going to beat them. I don't really worry about them. No, <laughs> I'm assuming they're, they're usually a pretty good program. Yeah, I, I, and some of these schools, I, I just don't – I don't know. You know, I, I know oh, they had – You said JMU, and it, you said they're usually pretty good, and that made me laugh. Because actually, if you look at history over the last decade, they've only broken 30 wins once, I think, in the last decade. And that was in the CAA, which is not up to the caliber of the Sun Belt. The teams, I would you highlighted a few of them, Texas State, Southern Miss, and Coastal. But I'd add in Louisiana to that group. And Georgia Southern was fantastic last season. I'm not sure what okay. they're replacing. But yeah, they, I knew were, they made the tournament last year. They were fantastic last year. And yeah, I did see one, someone picked JMU to go to the tournament. And I think it was one of the guys from D1 baseball. And I, I thought it was interesting considering what they lost. Because I mean, they had their 
best player maybe in JMU history go to the draft and was it the first or second round he was picked? He was, um, he was like a 12th over 17th overall. So they chased the water. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they struggled with him in the lineup. You're replacing that guy. And, he was know. hurt a lot of the year too. So that was, that was an issue for him, but yeah, I mean, I know, I know this about the Sun Belt. They talk about, you know, the power five, they say the Sun Belt baseball should be, in the, it's supposedly one of the best baseball conferences in the country. So, and I think OU will fit right in there. So I, I don't know them all yet. I'm, I'm excited to learn what they got going on. Um, I would love to see Marshall compete a little more than they have this last year. They had some really talented pitchers and they were really just awful. I don't know how that happened. But so hopefully they'll bounce back a little bit. And then I, you, know, you want to see the teams play well. With Marshall building a new stadium, I imagine recruiting will get better for them since they won't have to drive 45 minutes off campus to get to the stadium. To play at a YMCA. Yeah. And then I think they played that Appalachian Power Park every once in a while too. So that, that's been a few years ago. I think they they stopped letting them do that. I think a couple of years ago that was the, the first time the ODU broke, tied there and broke their school record for homers in a game of seven. They were playing at that YMCA up there in Marshall. That's like right. playing at Larry Moore here in Norfolk. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So looking at the schedule, we have some improvements to the non-conference by adding a series with Charlotte. And we have a midweek with Liberty. Hopefully that helps with our RPI. But is there a certain series you're most excited about? Yeah, we get Liberty home and away. Yeah, we got both of them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to Charlotte. I'm actually going to go down to the Charlotte series and see that one. Um, I always like when VMI comes here. You know, they have so many local players. It's always fun to go out there and see those guys. Um and of course, you know, with, with Finney and Hadra both being uh, VMI guys, it's always a good time. Um, I mean, we got Southern Miss coming to us. That's that's a great one. Having that team that good get to come to the bud and play is always fun to see. And, you know, VCU, it's always fun to go and beat them. Um, and then, of course, we got East Carolina at Harbor Park this year. That's fantastic because, you know, we, we couldn't schedule UVA because they're too scared to play us. They, they got to cancel every year because they've, they've heard about rain, you know, a week, week later. Uh, so it's, I'm glad we just said, forget it. We're not going to bother with you guys. We're going to have some a team that actually wants to play baseball. And a fantastic team in that. I mean, ECU has been yeah. lights out. And I, I imagine they'll travel well. I can't, I mean, they're very passionate. I really don't like being around East Carolina fans at games. They're, it's not the way I want to be a fan of games, so I don't prefer it, but they are very passionate. They're very into their team. I, I assume they'll probably travel well and hopefully – yeah, we can fill up Harbor Park. I'd love to see us break the uh, the record of what was six or seven thousand that we had in that UBA game, uh, and get the most for a college game in Virginia. That would be neat. Hopefully, we just get played at all because how many years in a row has it been where we've scheduled a game at Harbor Park and it just hasn't happened? Is it well, like it's two years in a row now because UVA uh, always cancels because they don't, they're scared of us, and then the COVID, you know, twenty twenty, everything got canceled. So it's three years in a row we haven't been able to play at Harbor Park. I'm glad that we've got them home and home this year. I really do hope in the not too distant future, though, we can actually get weekend series with East Carolina. I mean, to yeah, be able to. It was, it was great back when we had it. You know, I, mean, I think the last time we actually had a weekend series against East Carolina, they had uh, Jeff Hoffman, who ended up being the fifth overall pick in the draft that year. And we beat him. Um, and they had another guy, Reed Love, that ended up playing minor league ball for the Orioles. So it's, yeah, I would love to see uh, a big rival with East Carolina. 
Yeah, I think we'll probably have to wait for the new stadium before we can maybe even entertain a discussion about a weekend series with them, given how well they get their games are attended at home because they, yeah. they would be giving up a weekend at home and they're packing that place out like six, 7,000 fans. Yeah, they are. They are passionate. Those uh, again, it's not what I care for in base. I don't really like, I don't like the idea of anybody yelling at a college kid and being mean to him. You know, it's a little silly to me, but that's what Southern baseball, that's what they love. And I guess that's, they're trying to be the sec over there in the Greenville. I'm just ready for baseball to get started, man. Um, I'm excited about our new, uh, you know, let's say we talked about the new ballpark. I mean, we got the, the lights were actually on today. I couldn't quite tell the difference now because it was during the day just because it was cloudy. Um, we've got our brand new life to the ballpark. They're supposed to, I know Vince Bashir was telling me about it. He's like, it's, it's uh, like being out there during daytime. Um, and I got my new camera and my couple of new lenses to take pictures. So I'm very excited to, uh, to finally be able to get some, maybe some action shots at night instead of everybody just you know staying still and it's still blurry and kind of greeny. Um, and then we're going to get the uh, all turf field this summer. Uh, so going to next year, we're going to have the all turf, you know, infield, outfield, everything. And then hopefully after next season, after 24, 24 season, we will start knocking things down and building things up. And by 2025, have ourselves a nice, beautiful new stadium. We just so need uh, some people with money. You say all turf. Are we doing the all turf dirt too? Yes, oh, everything. Whole, whole uh, infield, whole outfield. No dirt? No, you know, and I know. No, no, no dirt? <laughs> I know, and I and I'm kind of a baseball purist too. And like I was talking to Finney about this, and he's like, he's like, I, I'm a baseball purist, but it's just one of those things that it comes down to what makes the most sense financially, what makes the most sense as far as getting games played. Um, you know, when you could cut down on, you, you make this one-time initial investment on the field, and after that, you're paying like maybe one guy to throw down pebbles here and there. Um, it's it's hard to beat that. And then and that's the way you can end up hosting tournaments and hosting uh, regionals because you can roll the games over fast. Um, you can do a lot more hosting uh, summer ball games and things. So it's it's one, yeah, but I, I feel like you're going to see that move probably to most colleges are going to end up being turf. You might, you might get to the point where eventually the only place you have dirt is in the major leagues. There are definitely pros and cons. Yeah. It's just one of those, I think it's, yeah, it's not like, baseball but at the same time I, it's it's a good move it's it's gonna it's gonna benefit them in the long run well i think this is so important to get that word out and talk about what those we'll just call we'll just call them upgrades because if that word gets out that excitement and make maybe that makes it easier to raise money for that if you actually can understand what some of those thoughts and those big ideas are for the program i'm not sure exactly when we'll launch it but we are planning on launching Dollars for Dingers earlier in the year so people can get involved before the season's over. I'm hoping we can keep that momentum going because every extra dollar means a whole lot to these guys, especially when you're a coach for a team that isn't football or basketball. Those dollars are harder to come by. So th this fundraiser has been really good for the baseball team, I think, and hopefully we can continue that success this season. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, certainly exciting. Over the last two years, we've been able to do that with Monarch Nation as a grassroots campaign. And the Monarchists, along with all the ODU baseball fans, have been able to raise about $25,000, and every single one of those dollars has gone directly to the baseball program. We really need to keep that momentum going. I think we're going to maybe look at a, 
attacking it a, perhaps just a little bit differently this year and not waiting so close to the end of the season to kind of let people know about it. So be on the lookout for stuff on social media about Dollars for Dingers this year so we can make it the best year ever. CB, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. If there was one thing that you were most excited about this season, other than it just starting, what would it be? Uh, you know, it's it's always this. This is the great time of year because you get it's just all possible. You know, you don't know what they're going to be. You're hoping you got another forty plus win team. You're hoping you got another conference championship and another regional in them. And you know, you you really you don't know. I mean, we have over half the team is brand new, and it's going to be very exciting to see how these guys all gel together how all these um ad bats work out how all these innings work out you know they all seem to really like each other that's one thing that we've, we've been so great at uh, especially since uh, chris finwood's been here is having really good human beings to play on our baseball team and guys who really seem to love each other and it seems like we have that you know it, with having this many new guys having them all seem like they gel that fast is really a, a big plus and so i'm I'm just extremely excited to see these guys, you know, what they can do. Um, it's all, it's fun to see, you know, think about how it could, how it could go. And you, you just, you really don't know. And I'm just, I can't wait for February 17th at three o'clock to be out there and hopefully have some sun, get some good pictures. And uh, hopefully we get some, get some wins and have another big season. Sounds awesome to me. I'm ready. CB, thanks so much for coming on. But before we let you go, is there anything you want to let Monarch Nation know about you, how to find your stuff, and where to go? Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I would. Uh, I'm, I got a new thing. I'm doing CB sports photography. I'm actually. You can uh, hire me to come to your games, whatever you're doing. If you got, you know, I, obviously I'm really good at baseball. Uh, if you got some somebody playing baseball, you got somebody playing softball. If you're doing basketball, football, hockey, whatever it is, I, I guarantee you I can take pretty good pictures at it figured out. If you got karate, whatever you got going on, um, you can check out my Instagram. It's at uh, CB Sports Photography. It's on Facebook also, same thing, CB Sports Photography. Um, you know, I I do a pretty good job, and I guarantee you if you'll, you'll, you'll get a Google Drive of probably about at least 1,000 pictures if I come to a game, and you'll feel pretty good about what you got. Yeah, Monarch Nation, definitely check that out. And CB's not lying about being able to pick it up. I think I remember this year Mike and I had gone to ODU volleyball game. And I don't think you had ever shot volleyball, but you came out with some pretty awesome pictures. Yeah, that's and that's hard. That's not like – that's one thing that I come up with some of these other sports that aren't baseball. They're they're not easy. I really I, – I, I go to all the volleyball games. I go to all the, the women's basketball. Um, they're really talented, which, you know – if you're ODU sports fans, go. It's not just football and, and men's basketball. There's a lot of really great sports, and uh, but yeah, volleyball is really hard to, to take pictures of, and they're but they're really good, so it's fun. All right, thank you again for joining us tonight, and uh, please stay tuned for episodes with Coach Chris Fenwood of ODU baseball and Rick French. Thanks again, everybody, and go Monarchs. Go Monarchs.